May 1st. Today, as we look into the New Testament, we'll be narrating from the book of John, chapter 1, verses 29 through 51, where the good news is, the Master came. Jesus called a few men to follow Him, and He transformed their lives, and then He used them to transform the lives of others. That's the same model we are to follow today. Simon's new name, Peter, means a rock or a stone, symbolized uh, by a new beginning in his life. He met Christ, and now things were about to change radically for Peter. He became a part of the new creation, sharing in the fullness of grace. One day, you and I will be given new names as well, names that will be given to us and will last through uh, all eternity. Jesus calls each one individually, and He uses different approaches, but the same Master calls. Have you heeded His call? And the kingdom came, because the King came. Jesus came to His own creation, and everything in creation obeyed Him. But His own people did not receive Him. During His trial before Pilate, His kingship was the paramount issue. And, you know, it's still the issue today. Who is the king of your life? And with that, we begin our reading today in the New Testament. May 1st, John chapter 1, verses 29 through 51. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, there is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, Soon a man is coming who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before I did. I didn't know he was the one, but I have been baptizing with water in order to point him out to Israel. Then John said, I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one. But when God sent me to baptize with water, He told me, When you see the Holy Spirit descending and resting upon someone, He is the one you are looking for. He is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that He is the Son of God. The following day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and then declared, Look, there is the Lamb of God. Then John's two disciples turned and followed Jesus. Jesus looked around and saw them following. What do you want? he asked them. They replied, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and see, he said. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon when they went with him to the place and they stayed there the rest of the day. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of these men who had heard what John said and then followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, which means the Christ. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Looking intently at Simon, Jesus said, You are Simon, the son of John but you will be called Cephas, which means Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Come and be my disciple. 
Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown. Philip went off to look for Nathanael and told him, We have found the very person Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth! exclaimed Nathanael. Can anything good come from there? Just come and see for yourself, Philip said. As they approached, Jesus said, Here comes an honest man, a true son of Israel. How do you know about me? Nathanael asked. And Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Nathanael replied, Teacher, you are the Son of God, the King of Israel. Jesus asked him, Do you believe all this just because I told you I had seen you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. And then he said, The truth is, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down upon the Son of Man. There comes a time in every life when quit looks good. There comes a time in every job, in every marriage when quit looks good. When problems seem insurmountable, when the giants seem unbeatable, when the mountains seem unmovable, when defeat seems absolutely inescapable, and retreat seems like your only logical option. I want you to remember, it is always too soon to quit. Say that with me. It is always too soon to quit. Christopher Marley said, and I quote, Someone who is a big shot is only a little shot who kept on shooting. Persistence is a fire in your bones that will carry you through ridicule, that will carry you through rejection and reversal. Persistence does not need public approval. Persistence does not need a slap on the back. Persistence could care less about being politically correct. Persistence says, in faith, mountain, get out of my way. Persistence says, nothing is impossible to those that believe. Persistence says, if God be for you, who can be against you? Persistence says, the victory is ours through Christ the Lord. Persistence says, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Persistence says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Persistence looks at 10,000 coming against you from every direction as King David and says, though a host should encamp against me, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. You're looking at the winner here. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Give him praise and glory in the house. Quit living life looking in the rearview mirror. Quit looking at the mistakes of yesterday and say it prohibits me from being all I can be today. Every page in this book says press on, endure, fight back, win. For greater is he that is within you than he that's within the world. Fight back. You're a child of God. The royal blood of heaven is flowing in your veins. God does not sponsor flops and he does not manufacture junk. You are a child of the Most High God. You're going to stand in the winner's circle. You're not going to be the victim. You're going to be the victor because Christ is Lord over your situation. Only believe all things are possible for you. Never give up. Never, 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 never give up. Stay at it. If you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot in it and hang on. If you get whipped, 
go home and lick your wounds and come out the next day and fight to win again. This book says nothing is impossible to you. If you believe that, that one verse will transform your mind and your life. This book says greater is He, meaning the Holy Spirit that is in you, than he that is within the world. This book says if God be for us, who can be against us? This book says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This book says let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. If we faint not, that means press on, that means endure, that means God cannot fail and you're not going to give up. That's not an option for a child of God. This means you are going to be the winner. Listen to this and write it down if you can't remember it. You're never going to outgrow warfare. You simply must learn to fight. Today we're reading Psalm 102, verses 1 through 28. God enjoys endless years, but we endure shortened days, troubled days, days that disappear like smoke, grass, or a shadow. We sit alone like birds in a desert and dying patients in a hospital. How depressing! Do you ever have days like that? If you do, beware. Looking at yourself and your feelings will only make things worse. Do what the writer of this penitential psalm did. Look by faith to the Lord. Things will be different when you look from yourself to God and say, But you but you shall endure. See, if you know Jesus Christ by faith, you possess eternal life. You have it already. It's not something you're going to get. It's yours even now. So, living in a world of death and decay need not be a threat to you because you will live forever with the Lord. As you grow older, you may find yourself resisting change. But God does not change. And He is your friend, capital F, and guide, capital G, to the very end. It's all a matter of trust. The temporary things will change, but the things eternal will not change. They will last. Psalm 102, verses 1 through 28. A prayer of one overwhelmed with trouble, pouring out problems before the Lord. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen to my plea. Don't turn away from me in my time of distress. Bend down your ear and answer me quickly when I call to you, for my days disappear like smoke, and my bones burn like red-hot coals. My heart is sick, withered like grass, and I have lost my appetite. Because of my groaning, I am reduced to skin and bones. I am like an owl in the desert, like a lonely owl in a far-off wilderness. I lie awake, lonely as a solitary bird on the roof. My enemies taunt me day after day. They mock and curse me. I eat ashes instead of my food. My tears run down into my drink because of your anger and wrath, for you have picked me up and thrown me out. My life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. I am withering like grass. But you, O Lord, will rule forever. 
Your fame will endure to every generation. You will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. And now is the time to pity her. Now is the time you promised to help. For your people love every stone in her walls and show favor even to the dust in her streets. And the nations will tremble before the Lord. The kings of the earth will tremble before His glory. For the Lord will rebuild Jerusalem. He will appear in His glory. He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. Let this be recorded for future generations, so that a nation yet to be created will praise the Lord. Tell them the Lord looked down from His heavenly sanctuary. He looked to the earth from heaven to hear the groans of the prisoners, to release those condemned to die. And so the Lord's fame will be celebrated in Zion, His praises in Jerusalem, when multitudes gather together and kingdoms come to worship the Lord. He has cut me down in midlife, shortening my days. But I cried to Him, My God, who lives forever, don't take my life while I am still so young. In ages past, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Even they will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will change them like a garment, and they will fade away. But you are always the same. Your years never end. The children of your people will live in security. Their children's children will thrive in your presence. Proverbs 14, verses 15 and 16. Only simpletons believe everything they are told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with great confidence.